Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gann, along with my partner Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at JustSayingNoGWJ as for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify at Just Saying Football and have us in your ears for this week 12. Spotify. Get them in there. Right in them earbuds. All right, buddy. Thanksgiving was good. Meals were yummy. Everything was delicious. Completely filled, I'm sure, as everyone else is out there. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right into our blowout games this Sunday for the Sunday Superflex when we have the Green Bay Packers making their way to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles are currently favored by minus seven over under here of 45. It is Sunday night football. What are your thoughts going into this one? It's got to be one of our first primetime games that uh, ends up in the blowout section. Uh, the reason is, I'm sure Philly is not too happy about their, um, you know, uh, you know, they, they lost two weeks ago to Washington, then they go against Indianapolis that they should have beat, and they only beat them by one point, 17-16, and now they got the Packers. The Packers are um, coming off of that loss last week. Even with the long week, I'm still leaning towards the Eagles at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles as well. Well, what we've seen from the Packers is much improved, obviously, especially from Christian Watson. You yeah. hope that that continues to grow. The Eagles have insane depth right now across their line, signing guys like Linval Joseph, trading for Robert Quinn. They have just this insane depth. And the way they're playing in their secondary right now is great when you're going up against a Packers team that has a weak receiving core. This is an area, I think, for them to exploit in. Like you're saying, this offense wants to get back on track last two weeks, a little bit uncharacteristic of them. This is a team where you can kind of get back uh, on track. Well, let's keep this moving along because we have the Los Angeles Rams making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Casey currently favored by minus 14 in this one, our largest spread of the weekend over under here, 44. Now, just a few years ago, everyone, it was the Goff versus Mahomes. It was 50 points for this team, 55 points for the other team. There was just records being broken and made and set. And now, yeah. now the Rams not looking like they're going to make the playoffs, maybe. It is not olden times anymore. No. In Kansas City. Kansas City coming off that huge Monday night win. On, I'm sorry, it was a um, Sunday night. Sunday win. night win, yeah. Felt like Monday night. Sunday did night win Monday. against the Chargers. The walk off. Travis Kelsey, um, you Beautiful. know, you know, did a great job last week. Three touchdowns. Thirty um, third game of over a hundred yards. That breaks the record held by Rob Gronkowski. So. You know, we'll have to have a debate in the offseason if Kelsey is, you know, maybe one of the best, you know, is the best set in or not a he's long time. We'll see how the rest there. of the goes. But Kansas City blowout, man, I mean, even even favored by two touchdowns, I even like that the I way like I hit the Rams. I know. I mean, I think, look, no Cooper Cup. Uh, they just cut Daryl Henderson, which was a surprise move on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Akers and Kieran Williams are going to be looking at them. Stafford back in concussion protocol. Don't know if he's going to be back. It just... So many question marks right now. This defense isn't the same. This offense isn't the same. Yeah. Look, and Kansas City's really starting to find a rhythm right now. Juju's supposed to be back from the concussion mm-hmm. protocol. I, I love Casey in this one. I would take the spread in this one, uh, even though it's a huge one. I feel like yeah. there's something that could that could easily happen here and get like 17 points for for Casey in a win yeah. over them. Yeah, that's that's and realistic. I do think this will be like kind of a scrappy game. I think that you know this won't have the same game script as Kansas City played in Monday night, but. Um, you know, there's not too many bright spots here. You know, John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, those are just not guys that can step into the game <coughs> and, uh, you know, play a guy like Mahomes. You know, it's not like Andy Dalton stepping in for Jameis or, you know, somebody like that. It's, it's not like a veteran quarterback situation back behind Stafford. 
Um, so I got to go with the Chiefs and the yep. blowout there. I don't, I don't like the forty-four because I don't think the Rams are going to score many points. That, yeah, that's so true. And also, the Rams defense have allowed twenty-seven plus points to opposing offenses last three or four weeks, and now they get to go up against one of the best uh, offenses. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, how the mighty have literally. Just fell. It literally fell. It just fell right Not even have fallen. They just they rose up and fell. It's in a matter of months. All right, let's. Speaking of high flying offenses, we have a great one in this blowout category. (laughs) (laughs) Because the Houston Texans make their way to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The second largest spread of the week because the Dolphins are favored here by minus 12, 46 point over under here. Davis Mills currently leads the league in interceptions. Tua has the highest passer rating. The tale of two lopsided quarterbacks, and I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins out the gate for me. Miami minus 12, absolutely. This is a game for Miami to really take advantage. Um, You know, last week the Texans could not move the ball. Damian Pierce, um, you know, was not able to get his stuff done. Brandon Cooks was shut down by that defense. Um, You know, Davis Mills in the first first quarter had, you know, pick six. Um, Another huge interception at the end of the game. It's, you know, Miami, they, they have the offense, the coaching, the defense there. They're looking great. Um, Tua has yet to lose, and I, I, I would love to call a trap game, but it's just not this one. No, not this one. Dolphins scoring 30-plus points in the last three straight games. Like you said, Tua, when he starts and finishes a game, Miami has yet to lose. I yeah. love that stat. So let's move this into our meh game. Speaking of... Of how the mighty have fallen. The Denver Broncos making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Denver favored in this one by minus two and a half over under 35. Just a few years ago, this was the Super Bowl 50. That's what I mean by how the mighty have fallen. You had the... the trend this week. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold will be getting the start in this one. Another quarterback change for the Carolina Panthers. It's just every game with the Broncos in a hate. And this one is not any better. I am going with them. Um, but I like what I've been seeing out of Carolina's defense. They're, they're starting to step up in all the ways that we thought that they could be and have been the last the last year. Yeah. Um, so I don't expect this to be a ton of points. I will yeah. happily take the under on thirty five. So so happily. It's it's unfortunate that you know you look at all these games, even the Met games. They're low forties, mid forties, and you got a thirty five point game. I mean. It, it's it's almost crazy yeah. because, like you're saying, if any other teams, maybe you would consider it over no matter what. But with these two teams, how how can you? You know, they're very unproductive. They don't really have many weapons. Um, Denver is my pick this week as well. Uh, they're you know two and a half. Um, I think that that you know shows that they're probably going to have a close game, win by the field goal. Uh, but you know, Melvin Gordon cut earlier this week. Now yep. we got Latavius Murray stock going up. Latavius is a very viable backup that can have high touchdown production. So, you know, maybe they run it down Carolina's throats and get that one. Maybe I'm just I'm not tracking what what Denver's doing anymore. We just hate, we just hate them so much. I'm just so lost. All right, let's keep this moving in our Matt category. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their way to Cleveland to take on the Browns here. Tampa Bay's favored by minus three over under here forty three and a half. Buccaneers coming off the bye. Browns coming off the loss in Detroit to Buffalo. It sounds like such a weird thing to say, but it happened. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts coming in this one? Cleveland, you know, not far away from he who shall not be named's return. Yeah. The quarterback, that uh, guy. I mean, they are three and seven. I feel like if they were five and five, we would be talking better. If they were four and five, and if this was a winnable matchup, I would feel a lot better about them. Now. Yeah. You know. 
We're talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks coming off the bye. They did not look too good the last two weeks before the bye. However, they got the wins. They beat Seattle and Munich, and then they beat the Rams off that little walk-off in that disastrous low-scoring game. Um, Tampa Bay, right now, 5-5, five five, they're leading the NFC South. Tom Brady is not getting out of this year without getting to the playoffs, I think. Um, the Falcons, you know, we talked for year, weeks getting kind of up there. But Carolina and New Orleans, they're not threats to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay knows that. And they're going to take that mentality with them to Cleveland win. Um, I also like them by three. Um, you know, Cleveland, uh, I think Tampa Bay, they got Rashad White and Leonard Fournette to where they want. Rashad White involved enough in the game. Leonard Fournette healthy enough to go into this game. Um, I think that Tampa Bay can outrun, uh, you know, kind of Cleveland's game clock philosophy. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Tim Bay in this one as well. We saw in Munich they were running the ball much more efficiently than they had been all season. That's exactly what you want to see. That it opens up just so much more for that team and all yeah. teams when you're, when you're able to rely on that in the play action. Uh, Cleveland, I think Nick Chubb will keep them in this game for sure, but I think we've seen all that we can get from Bursette in this offense, yeah. and that's nothing against him. Um, you know, we even talked about him doing great last week. And yeah, I think it, I agree. The clock's running out a little bit. That that that's all it is, and so it's going to be interesting to see how the Browns handle the next few weeks. I think with with you know with him coming back, with the change of QB. Yeah, and and to see how they want to sort of handle certain games as they're kind of more on the outside looking in right now in the playoffs. But I am going with Tampa Bay. I do think the N- NFC South is theirs, unless the Falcons can sort of begin to rally like they mm-hmm. did last week a little bit uh, against the Bears. But let's keep this moving. Speaking of the Bears, we have the Bears making their way to New York to face the Jets here. Jets are favored by minus 5.5 here with an over-under 42.5. And before we get too much into this, um, outside of just what happened last week with the Patriots, I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about is what's been happening this entire week after that. I mean, after the game, there was a question to, to Zach Wilson about did he feel yeah. like he let the defense down. And he was very quick to say no and then repeat no. Um, <clears throat> and... I think when you look at the stats, only getting two inches. You mentioned this in our Sunday, yeah, in yeah. our in our Thanksgiving episode, but you only get five inches five inches of total offensive yards. The quarterback basically. has nine completions the whole game. How is it not your fault? I mean, I agree. You know, it's and it's not that it's necessarily his fault, but to not take responsibility. And you, you know what I mean. I have an interesting opinion on this, and I'm happy you brought it up because I saw what Garrett Wilson had to say. His number one receiver yeah. had to say at the end of the game. Yeah, I saw what his coach had to say. His coach, Robert Sala, said, it's dog shit. His, his wide receiver said, how many yards do you have in the second half? Yep. And they told Garrett Wilson we had like a, less than 100 yards. He was pissed. He's like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Zach Wilson's not taking account. Garrett Wilson knows that this offense is better than that. And Zach Wilson's acting like it, it's not on him to be better than that. The defense gave up three points. The Jets' defense is very good. The, they, Jets, the Jets' defense is here. The Jets' defense is here they, to play. They're legit. This defense right yeah. now is a playoff caliber defense. They're, they're full they're, of veteran pass rushers, and, and and everyone is bought in into Salah as they should. And right now, for for I think for him to go out there and just not take responsibility, Stephen A. Smith made this whole thing into oh boys don't take responsibility, yeah. men do blah blah blah. Now, not so much in that, but like at the end of the day, you just didn't take responsibility. You are the franchise quarterback of a team. You're in a New York market in the media that will tear you apart, and for you to not be calculated and to just yeah. take responsibility. I don't know. I really don't like that. Now there's, you know, Sal hasn't backed him up for this Week 12 match. It's now potential for Joe Flacco or Mike White to start. This is not what you want here. This team was first in the NFC East. They now are fourth. They were in the playoffs. They're now on the outside looking in. And now you have your quarterback saying it's not taking responsibility. 
I'm going with the Bears in this one, despite the Justin Fields injury. I don't like the current situation that the Jets are, are dealing with right now with Zach yeah. Wilson. I think this game is going to be really close. I don't think it's going to be a very pretty game. Yeah. But I really don't enjoy that that's what Wilson had to say after the game. It really upset me, and I don't think it's fair to how that team played or how that defense played or to his fellow offensive players. So there were just some bad passes yeah, by and, him, just um, bad. And, and, you know, the, the Bears have three losses in a row by less than three points loss to the Dolphins, Lions, and Falcons. I think that this is the week that they get it right. It just kind of matches up with the Jets kind of getting it wrong. Unfortunately, like you said, if the Jets lose this game, they'll be 6-5, and five, which can put them in a huge threat being in the division of yeah. Buffalo and Miami. I am going to go with Chicago this week. Uh, I think Chicago has been playing a lot better week by week. And like I said, I, I, I just don't think this is the week for the Jets. Yeah, Zach Wilson, get together because these Jets fans, they deserve a lot more than this these right Jets now. Jets fans on Twitter are saying it, man. They say you want to go to the playoffs, start Joe Flacco and – We've seen that before. It's not so bad. Ah, it was great. It was great for Baltimore. All right, let's keep this moving because we have the Los Angeles Chargers making their way to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Arizona is not favored in this one. LA is by minus three and a half, 47 and a half point over under here. This is a 425 Eastern game. I'm scratching my head because I'm just so disappointed with the Cardinals in their season. Uh, four and six in a year where the NFC West is vulnerable. The year where, you know, uh, you got San Francisco now, like, just booming up. And they're at home, and I don't feel good about this. I think the Chargers at 5-5, five and five, they need to get right. This is the game for them to do that. We saw a little bit of Keenan Allen back last week. Um, you know, not so much of Mike Williams, but he eventually I feel like he's going to make his way back. And this is a great game, I think, for the Arizona defense. Great matchup for Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Um, I'll go with them on the road. Because, like you said, man, the Cardinals, especially if Kyler's not playing, they do not look like they had it. On Monday night, they had 10 points, they were within a score, and then they lost by 28. Yeah, it was just not pretty at all for them. They did what they had to do, getting towards the end of the first half, getting it within one score, and then, like you said, they just did nothing the entire second half. I do think this is the Chargers game to get right. Similar, the Chargers had the lead. They lost it to Kansas City on on track because of Travis Kelsey, Patrick Holmes. You even texted me. Three things you can count on, death taxes, Pat Holmes, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with the charge in this one. I think this is a get-right game for them. I do think it'll be a good game. I like L.A. at three and a half. Yeah. I'll take L.A. with the spread. I think like a four-point win for them, like 27-23 sounds really nice to me. Nice. You'd hit the over on 47 and a half, too. I feel like it's high for me with the Cardinals, but if Kyler starts, I like that. I would, I would hit the over on that okay. one. I, I, I like, like that, that for them. Chargers can also put up 30-plus points if they can be on that, on that offensive side. All right, let's keep this moving to our last Mac game of the week. So we have the Las Vegas Raiders making their way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seattle's favored by minus four in this one, 48 point over under, 4.05 p.m. Eastern game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, you know where Seattle's playing this week? They are playing at home, which is a very tough place to play and a place yes. they've been playing really good this season. And, like, as, you know, they're coming off the bye. They just played in Germany. They got their arrest. The Raiders, they went into a slugfest last week. As I know there were into more OT. points than we expected, but like still a dirty game with the Broncos. Huge win. Huge shout-out to Devontae. Um, you know, we know that he is that guy. He Big walk-off TD. Um, but how, how, do you, how are you feeling about the Raiders and the Seahawks this week? I mean, I think that Seattle, like I said, is a home field advantage, but, you know, do you have any bright spot for the Raiders after that win last week? I mean, the Devontae Adams, that, that route was so beautifully run. Oh, if, you, yeah. if you watch yeah. that, Sertan is playing off coverage. 
Devontae cuts like he's going in. Sertain bites super hard, rushes in immediately. Devontae he really Adams thought just, he was going to come over and, over yep, and get a pick. And then Devontae just cut it right back out, wide open, easiest way to get into the end zone. What I do like in this game is I like the Josh Jacobs versus Seattle defense. We Ooh. saw in Munich that they struggled against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Whether it was Lenny or White, they were just dominant in the run game. And we've seen Josh Jacobs put up a few few great games, including yeah. a three-touchdown game that's a few weeks ago. So I do think that they can operate the ball through the run. That being said, I do like Seattle in this one. It is hard to play in Seattle, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. 12th man is there. I think that they're, they're, they lost the division lead because they, they have the tiebreaker goes to the 49ers. Um, but they're still in the playoffs right now, so they're playing for this playoff spot. They're yeah. still trying to show they're legit. There's still a lot of question marks around them. They're back at home. This is a very beatable Raiders team. Yeah. I would love to see the Seahawks uh, bounce back. They've had two weeks to prep for this game as well, and you saw what they what the Raiders could do last week, so I hope you learned from that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. And I like what you said about Jacobs. Jacobs definitely could have a big day, even though Seattle... Uh, you know, like this is a forty-eight point line. I this this could be very high scoring. I'll take the under. I for Ooh, some really? oh, yeah. for some reason this seems like a trap trap under game. All right, I like that. Oh, opposition. Those. Yeah, Raiders keep it close. All right, let's keep this moving. So we have our good games of the week because we have the Baltimore Ravens making their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Baltimore favored by minus four, 45 and a half point over under going into this one. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, this is going to be a very good defensive matchup. I think that both of these defenses over the last couple weeks have been playing great. Um, Jacksonville coming off the bye and at home definitely gives them some sort of an advantage. After the way we saw the Ravens play last week uh, for our only blowout game, which wound up being a very close game. So close. Carolina. What happened in Baltimore last week? I don't know. That was so confusing because you get Mark Andrews back. You expect this offense to kind of keep going, and they just really did, did, just did. Right. And again, maybe that's a testament to this Panthers defense that was so good last year and that yep. we've been saying how there's all these great playmakers. You know, J.C. Horn, Jeremy mm-hmm. Chin, Shaq yeah. Thompson, you know, this goes on and on and on. Um, I like the Jags in this one. I think what we've seen from the Ravens is not what we've seen from old. Um, they're not necessarily the same dominating team that they were just a few years ago. And the Jags at times have been able to keep games closer than you'd expect. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a win here. They, they are coming off the bye. They've had a little bit of extra time to prep for this. Mm-hmm. We just saw this Ravens team struggle against the Panthers. Now they got to fly down into Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't know. A surprise little, surprise little good game, surprise little win from Jacksonville. I like it. I, 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 I'm going to oppose. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think this week um, they're going to have some tough time. You know, This is a really good defense in Jacksonville. Um, like you said, you know, Josh Allen coming off the edge, he is very good with, uh, you know, spy, uh, making sure that, you know, quarterbacks don't really get a lot of running. I think the Ravens really are missing a lot of their, um, you know, deep threats, um, you know, outside of Demarcus Robinson and Deshaun Jackson, who are now the only healthy deep threats. They're not getting anything. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake, I don't think is giving enough support to Lamar out there. Their offensive line's a little banged up. Baltimore by four, I actually don't like. I'm going to take them, but I agree with what you're saying. Right now, the Jags are just fresh. They've got a good running game, and they can use the formula of their all-purpose back in Etienne against the um, you know against the Ravens defense. I'm very interested to see how Christian Kirk, who we've been very on the bubble about this year against this Baltimore defense. A lot of targets, I think. A lot, a lot of targets? A lot of targets. That's Trevor Lawrence's guy, and I have fantasy. A lot of targets. Don't know if it will be a lot of completions. 
Raw was a lot Ooh. of targets. Oh, I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> all right. Let's, to say, all right. let's keep us moving along. So the Atlanta Falcons making their way to Washington to face the Commanders. Washington is favored by minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. 43 point over under here. Commanders started one and four. Yeah. They're now six and five. Their so only loss coming to the right That is Ron Veraway. Official starter is Taylor Heineke. They are sticking with him despite Carson Wentz coming back from injury, which I think is the smart move. They are facing a very depleted Falcons team because Kyle Pitts is on IR. Yeah, man. After the weeks and weeks of debating about how Kyle Pitts will do the rest of the season, unfortunately his season looking like it's over, which is a huge blow to Atlanta. You know, we were just talking about how Tampa Bay, if they win that game, they'll be 6-5. and five. That put them two games ahead of Atlanta for the division lead, uh, which would be huge. Uh, I do like the Washington Commanders at home here. Uh, you know, the three-and-a-half line kind of suggests to me I feel like it'll be a close game, but I think they'll come up on top. Um, you know, they're really just doing great with Heineke. You know, it kind of reminds me of that 2020 playoff run where, you know, he just – it seems like he's not going to win, and then he gets it done. You know, we had that game in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. I think the team really rallies and believes in him. And uh, somebody else is coming back this week, I believe, who believes in him pretty heavily. And his name is Chase Young, the former Defensive Rookie of the Year, yeah. pro ball player. He is back off of IR. I'm also going with Washington right now. I love the way this defense is playing. I think the offense, everyone's beginning to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the Falcons, they're already were so depleted at this wide receiver core. Now they don't have Kyle Pitts. I like that yeah. a lot more for Washington. Um, do you want to say the Cordell Patterson set the kickoff <clears throat> turn touchdown record with nine yeah, and he big passes <laughs> Josh Cribbs, uh, former Viking first rounder. Cribs! Shout out to him, Super Bowl winner with New England. <laughs> Josh Cribbs, he passed him. Yeah, man. We Cribs. never we that's one of those things we never really thought would get broken. No, especially with the way that the kick return has changed and the yeah. kickoffs have changed to protect players. It's very seldom you see kick returns to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then when you do see a touchdown, it's it's always so much fun. It's like the same in Madden it very seldom happens now. It feels like even in Madden, but then when it does, you're like, am I a god? I might be. Um, <laughs> He's definitely feeling that way this week. Oh, and rightfully so. But let's keep this moving because we have the New Orleans Saints making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers here. San Francisco's favored by minus 8, 42 point over under here. This is a 425 p.m. Eastern game. Um, 49ers are really dominant in Monday Night yeah, Football. Four touchdowns. Uh... Four touchdowns from... For Himothy, for Himmy or Himothy Garoppolo, they were saying Himmy Garoppolo. Himmy Garoppolo. For Himmy Garoppolo, so Ayuk had two, Himmy Kittle Garoppolo. had two. <laughs> Himmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel ran for a touchdown. Kareem McAvoy in the ball. Like, this team right now, this offense. I don't know why everyone let Kyle Shanahan get all these players or how it happened. I don't know, man. stuff. I mean, when we talk about the 49ers the last couple weeks, we've been imagining this offense in this way that it is. That McCaffrey is everywhere. That Debo is running and receiving. That Ayuk is getting touchdowns. That Kittle is getting two touchdowns. And it's happening. First one, that was, that was a beastie play, man. I know That's what he does. Like, he had a broken play. I'm like, no, he broke that play. And remember in <laughs> fantasy, everyone was like, do you trade him? What do you do with him? This is why you keep him. This is why you keep him. He's just when he plays to this level and when this offense we forget about this offense, a lot of guys weren't healthy. And when they are all healthy, 
You got to watch out. I mean, they put up 38 points like it was nothing. Exactly. And just because the 49ers are always in the playoffs and doing well, we always forget those seasons, especially Shanahan. Like, they're 5-4, and four, but we know they got a deep playoff run coming. Yeah, and they always come with these injuries. Last few years under Kyle Shanahan, they have so many injuries, and every single year they do well. You know, someone's always injured. A major player, a key player is injured. And you know what? They say it doesn't matter. Next man up and we're there. I'm locking in with the 49ers. I loved what we saw from the Saints last week. Olave just running past the, the Rams was great. They did get a little bit bailed out, I think, with the, the concussion to Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Stafford's having a great game leading up to that point, and I wish him a, a healthy recovery from that, of course. Um, and that I do think that helped the Saints, though, a little bit. I love what the 49ers are doing. This yeah. offense is scary. This defense is solid. I think this is a very, very, very winnable game against the Saints. And by the way, Kamara, one of the best running backs in the league, only won 100-yard game this entire season, and that came... Week five, so it's been some time, and I don't think he's going to eclipse that this week. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a good game for Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson. Like they're going to have to continue to get those guys involved. Um, I actually streamed Juwan Johnson in the league last week. He had a big game. He's been great for the Saints. Um, but the one thing the Saints have been doing for me is really keeping games close this year. That's why I think it is a really good game because. There's a lot of elements about these teams that make them good, and they're very different. With the Niners, like we said, it's a very explosive offense, a lot of defensive talent. When it comes to the Saints, it's a lot of you know spark plays, trick plays, a lot of different kind of sets. And then with the defense, it's very like a very much hard nosed defense, and they know their identity. With the Niners, we know it's a lot more pass rush. With the Saints, they can beat you multiple ways. Um, but the Niners all day in this one. Um, I think that you know, like you said, everyone's going to get involved. Um, this is going to be you know at home game, and they play really best at home. Yeah, they really do. All right, let's move us along into our game of the week, the solo dolo one. We have the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Cincinnati is favored in this one by minus one. Over under here, forty two and a half. Uh, good news, bad news situation here for the Bengals. Good news. Jamar Chase is returning uh, to practice. He is listed as day-to-day coming back from his hip injury. Obviously, they're not going to risk the star wide receiver. Bad news for them. Potential for no Joe Mixon. He is in the concussion protocol. It's a wait-and-see kind of situation. Although, Samanje P. Ryan, three-touchdown performance last week, uh, yeah. <clears throat> did well in his stay. Yeah, I mean, the and the Bengals just narrowly got past the Steelers last week. I feel like, you know, they, they won the game, I, you know, with – by a couple score, but it really was a close game throughout. I think that Tennessee presents a way hard, harder rushing threat. We talked about Absolutely. it every week, Derek Henry, but you know, big shout out to you know Trelon Burks last week, Austin Hooper. We've been saying that this Titans passing game needs support. Um, they really did that last week, and you know, with Henry getting two touchdowns a game, controlling the clock, we saw what they were able to do with the Packers. You go up by ten as Tennessee, you continue to keep thriving, you keep moving the ball up. It's, it's very cool to see this is a one-point uh, spread in Cincinnati's favor on the road. Tennessee was on the road last week. They came up as dogs. So how do you feel about Tennessee at home this week? I like them again. I was so happy to be wrong about that game. I'm, I'm all, I will always be happy when I pick the Packers and I'm wrong. I will yeah. always take that uh, and be happy about that. I'd love to see Austin Hooper getting involved last week. Uh, Two-touch mm-hmm. on performance from him. We also saw Traylon Burks at reception, 111 yards. Yeah. This offense is very clearly better under Ryan Tannehill when it comes to passing. Yes. I love Malik Willis. I'm not saying that does not mean that he's not their future. But he I, was moved in a little bit. Yeah, and it was forced to. There was an injury. Forced to, you know. Yeah. And look, yeah. he ended up going two and one in that time. Did okay. what he needed to do. Got the wins. Played to the playbook that they were doing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's the, he's clearly a project. Take a little bit of time. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I do think Ryan Tannehill has passed the ball a lot better for this team. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I, mm-hmm. I think that uh, between what Derrick Henry can do, um, what this defense can do, what Tannehill can do, and then get it done. They also lost to the Bengals in the divisional playoffs last year. So yeah. they're kind of coming into this game, not only with a little bit of extra rest from their Thursday night game against the, the yeah. Packers, but a little bit something more to play with, a little bit more of a pride game also in this one. I expect them to show up. Definitely. I, I think that the Bengals do get this one done. Um, I'll, I'll eat my words. I feel like you know this is such a coin flip. I know Vegas really is the same way with it being a, Minus a one, one point spread. Minus one. Is, it, we never really get a lot of these. Um, you know, and I think that it's, it's nice for us to oppose. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be looking to go on the road. He's looking at, you know, Lamar Jackson uh, facing Carolina last week, not having a great game. He's looking at the Browns being 3-7. and seven. He's looking at the Steelers just getting beat by them last week. So the Bengals are riding high for me this week. Uh, I think Lamar J.P. Ryan is a great backup. Absolutely. Not talked about, uh, you know, too much um, outside of, you know, the great fact sooner. that he runs a lot of, yeah, yeah. It was a Sooner, and, um, you know, I think the cool thing, too, is three touchdown game last week, it just shows that they're running this offense through the running back. Absolutely. And he is, you know, a veteran, and he's the guy in their two-minute drills. You know, Joe Mixon doesn't spend too much time on the field during the two-minute drills. He's prepared. He's the guy who gets on the field very low-key, um, and if they can run the offense through him as well as, you know, Chase being out there is kind of a prototype. And then you got Tyler Boyd. You know, Tyler Boyd, T. I want to see more out of you, man. I want to see more out of Hayden Hurst. But T. Higgins, you know, T. Higgins is, is probably going to be a huge X factor this week against, you know, Christian Fulton and Kevin Byard on the secondary. Um, and Tennessee is dealing with a couple of defensive injuries. I know Simmons has been hurt a little bit. So um, I, I will go with the Bengals this week on the run. All right. I like it. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thank you guys for checking this out. Hope you enjoyed the Thanksgiving episodes. Enjoy Week 12 and all the games that come with it. Monday night, Steelers, Pittsburgh, uh, I'm sorry, Steelers, Colts will come at you with that on Monday. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, thanks for watching. Enjoy.